is David Vitterman, the Cobra. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Chase Sexton. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. What's up, Scotty T? We're back. Uh, it's been a little a week off. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But we are back with episode 239 of the Moto X Pod Show, brought to you by Cherubis USA, most of you guys know all about Cherubis USA, but for decades, they have been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfect, look great, and last. Cherubis has what you need. They are proud sponsors of Factory KTM, Kawasaki, and many more. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, which I freaking love their chain guide and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherubisUSA.com and support our title sponsor and also follow them on Instagram. And when you order, let them know you're listening to us. Also on board... Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. So visit Racetech.com for more info and use the promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Fly Racing's on board with us. X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, code MOTOXPOD20 to save. If you need... The Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device, Radiator Braces. You want a customized master cylinder cover engraved with your number, your name, your logo. WorksConnection.com. Use that promo code MOTOXPOD20. Also on board, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky. I'm almost out of R-Jerky, Scotty. I'm going to have to get some more, man. What are you going to do? I need to order some before Southwick this weekend. i got to get some, and I'm going to use our promo code again, MOTOXPOD21, to save. That's the Wageman Family's Motocross uh, Motocross Brothers Jerky Company. Hit them up. Use them. Get you some snacks. You want the most bitchin' logos, graphics on your bike, and jerseys. I don't know if you guys saw my new jersey from Fly Racing with yet another Iron Maiden album cover imprinted into the number. Berm Lords hooked me up. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. You can email them, graphics at bermlords.com for info. Check out my Instagram. You can see the logos, see what, what it looks like on the jersey. New graphics coming from my YZ250 soon. Also on board with a Shock Socks, Williams Motorworks, extreme colors for a custom-painted helmet. Hit up Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com. The best oil in the business, when you don't when you leave your drain plug in, is blood lubricants. You use that promo code <laughs> MOTOX at bloodlubricants.com. That was yourself. pretty. That was pretty dang smooth. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you. Barracuda, <laughs> the new Barracuda line is out with multiple weights, better protection, better performance, and it lasts longer. You guys are running uh, WP suspension. Power Band Racing in Florida will hook you up. Check those guys out. You hit, hit me up motoxpodshow at gmail.com for any info if you want to get in touch with the guys at Power Band. Also, True Fusion Sports. That's Derek Kelly's company. They're on board with us and grill your ass off, dude. I made steaks. 
Sunday night. Uh, loaded them up with some grill your ass off mm. my deuce. I made hamburgers Saturday night. I used the Willie Pete's chicken seasoning on that. On my on burgers. hamburgers? Yeah, it's just seasoning. I mean, it's not like for it. chicken. No, dude, it works for everything. <laughs> it, it's so good. Grill your ass off. And the new queso, the new Pulp Mix queso is almost out. I think earlier today there was 140 jars left. I bought two. That makes 138 if you can't do the math. <laughs> but you can use, if you want to get some of the new Pulp Mix queso and some Madus or some Willie Pete's or the Claymore Cajun seasoning, which is probably my favorite, you can still use that promo code MotoXPod save, uh, MotoXPod to save. Scotty, what's going on, man? Oh, not much. Just getting back after the good old 4th of July weekend. Just yeah. Been, just been hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Been uh, keeping up with all the big news in moto? Uh, apparently not. But hmm. I, I thought that I was. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> some news. There's some news out there that you were uh, not aware of. Yeah, well, I'm, now I'm aware. There's a lot of news that you're not aware of. I think we're going to try to get TJ on the phone in just a second because I want to get his thoughts on this. He was at Redbud with Doc. Yeah. So we can talk, do a little Redbud talk. Now, he is on location in West Texas. So who knows? It could be loud in the background. We'll see how it goes. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you're listening in post, and it gets a little loud, not quite set up to make a phone call, and it, you know, you're going to hear the ring. I'm sorry. I don't have a phone screener. We're not set up like that. But we got some news. We don't know what's coming. But let's hang tight real quick. Let's see if we can get TJ on so we can talk a little bit about Redbud. I will... Uh, Let's see here. I muted it. Maybe that'll help. I should be able to tell when he answers. Let's see if TJ answers. We can make fun of him for being cheap. I heard he stayed at like the worst hotel ever. Uh, okay, I think he's on. TJ, you there? What's up, man? So, Scotty's in studio. Scotty uh, Scotty doesn't really pay attention to motocross Scotty news. Scotty doesn't you know. know. He doesn't know shit. <laughs> he doesn't know all the mm-hmm. big news that's happened in the last week. But okay. We'll get, we'll get to all that. But I want to talk to you about Red Bud. Uh but before I even do that, I know you're not a big social media guy, TJ, but Scott no. is running our Instagram social media. He should know what's going on in the industry. So now, I would say I would say that I do look at our social media yeah. and our Instagram, and it looks like I'm running it. Because there's nothing there? So, because there's nothing there. I just thought maybe we decided not to do that anymore. He's improved in the last week since we had a talk. Two weeks? Two weeks. Since we oh, had a talk, okay. it's been better. But here's my point. Okay. So I, I, I told him my news, which he had no idea. I was like, well, what about Ken Roxon you know, signing to go race World Supercross? No idea. <laughs> I'm like, dude. So I, I was like, dude, you got to get a Twitter. And he says, well, I despise Twitter. It's like, okay, why do you despise Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. That's, I, I, feel I, know like that's your, I, I feel like that's Twitter. your kind of lot. Well, I feel like that's logic you would throw at me. No, I could tell you why. I don't care about people's opinions, and so all Twitter is is the worst part of Facebook. No, you're wrong. Facebook is generally more like your friends. Twitter is like where all the moto news is. That's why I'm on Twitter. Yeah, no, Break- I, I get, I get why you're on Twitter, and I get why I understand that. But to me, there's so many people's opinions that I don't care about floating through Twitter. I had a Twitter account. I probably still do at some point in time, but. It, it doesn't, I don't, I guess it's deactivated or whatever, because I just don't care about people and their opinions. But if you are going to be media, real media, you need to know if what's going on. I was trying to on. do what you 
If I was trying to do what you or Scotty are trying to do, like well, don't, don't put me in the same boat as Scotty. But, yeah, well, I mean, I don't even agree with no, that either. Scott, Scotty wants to be media, and I mean, he, he well, he desires to. I don't know if he wants to be because if he wants to, he'd do the work to do it. <laughs> he desires. He desires yeah. to be media, <laughs> and being that he desires to be media, I would think that he would have a Twitter because that's where, unfortunately, a lot of the news is. Like okay. And that's that I agree with you, but can you please like, how do you despise something? But I don't know why. I don't know. I, I, because I don't, I don't either. I know why I make my opinions, but that's, that's that whole, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for Damn you. Damn millennials. Millennials. I was just about yeah. to say, it's just a stupid. I youth. was, I just I genuinely thought that, but I was just not going to go there. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I just to me from the outside, I just I just always hear people like, oh, well, people get on tw- Twitter and say this, and it's like I never hear anything good about it. You don't hear anything good on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, I don't get on Facebook. They don't just, hear anything about Instagram. Eh, it's still it's generally people's negative responses to things generally. But if you're looking for news, Twitter is the best place to keep up with Moto News. But that, that, let's move on yeah. from that. I just I just want to make fun of him for not knowing why he despised something. <laughs> you were at Redbud. How was Doc's I day? Was. Tell me a little bit about that, and just tell me what you saw. Or did you just bail? Like as soon as he didn't qualify, like we're going home. No, we sat. Uh, we sat. I was with JT. We were in the VIP section by, like, right where the landing for the lead. JT was. Cooley, not JT Jason Thomas. Yes, JT Cooley. Yes, and uh, me and uh, Chase sat over there and watched the. Um, like it was good. It was actually really, yeah. really good. the The track is fun to watch. It's it the is a, is a fun place to be. It was actually so less rowdy than I have ever like. And then like when we went to motocross the nations. Like that was I was worried it was going to be like that because that's just too much. Uh, this time it was actually a little more laid back. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was packed full of people, but it was not as crazy as Redbud has been in the past, which to me was a positive because you could just enjoy the race. But I also never went out into like the greater public area because of people. Right. And so <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, um, you're antisocial. You can't be media either. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Then, I, I have um, a question for you. Yeah. So we've all been at races around here this time of year and it's just absolutely miserable. And it looked like this race was the first time that heat really was affecting them. How hot was it, and how hot is it compared to what we have to experience down here? Like- so in the morning, I had I was I worked as dark mechanic because his mechanic couldn't work that weekend, and so I had a pair of like black jeans on and a collared shirt, and was comfortable all day until the moto started. I put t shirt and blue jeans or t shirt and shorts on after that, and like. If you're comparing comparing it to Texas heat, it's nothing. Like it was like a spring or a fall day is what it felt like. Now there was some humidity, but the heat wasn't there. I think the yeah. high was like in the nineties, low nineties, maybe, maybe. At, I don't even. It was not bad because when I got home, because we drove straight back, I left the straight home, yep. and when I and when I got out of the car at the house, I was like, like it was like. <sighs> hot you know what i mean like like we just like you yep. breathe out like what in the hell um so i don't think the heat if the heat affected those riders then they need to really reconsider their training program <laughs> it looked like it got roxon 
I don't think it was uh, heat. Well, because uh, yeah, everything I saw wasn't that hot anyway. Yeah, I looked at yeah, the temperatures. Yeah, it was not hot. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Uh, two things yeah. before we let you go because your phone's breaking up a little bit. How how did Doc ride? And then give me two highlights from Red the Redbud Pro Race. Uh, Doc rode actually better. He's getting better. He got even. He was in a qualifying position in the LCQ and just tucked the front end. So he's getting closer each time. Um, so that all you can ask, all I can ask for him is just moving forward and not either getting in a hole or going backwards. He did that. Okay. Uh, what was the, the highlight? The highlights. The highlights was Rider hey, I've had like uh, Ryder rode, rode rode pretty good. The highlights were just hanging out with buddies at the track. I mean, I know it sounds dumb, but I didn't have to worry about much of the racing once Doc didn't qualify. And I had JT, Cooley, uh, Chase, um, my buddy Randy and his boy who grew up racing with Doc and Doc there. And we just had fun at the track. It was cool. It was, it was an enjoyable weekend. Tell, tell me real quick about the hotel you stayed at because I heard it was freaking ratchet. No, 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 that, not not this, not this hotel. It wasn't bad at all. It was like a, like a La Quinta by Marriott or something like that. It, or La, or, a La, it was, or a La Quinta. La Quinta, La Quinta. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah and, that's and that's the nasty Marriott. hotel I stayed in in Lakewood. It was gross. Yeah, yeah it wasn't gross. It wasn't bad. Uh, I heard it was gross, but okay. All right, I gotta go. All right, see ya. Later, bye. That's. TJ Smith, it's DJ sometimes TJ. TJ. Yeah, what it's sometimes TJ. He's out there working anyway. Yeah, I just I, I thought he would bust you a little bit more than that. I, I do want to give a quick shout out. He mentioned Chase, Chase Moore, our buddy. He has some good pictures. Chase has been starting. He bought him a nice camera. Mm-hmm. He's starting to shoot. He didn't have credentials. He was shooting from over the fence, finding good shots. If you guys want to check out some really bitching motocross, there's that damn pop again. I can't mm-hmm. figure it out. Some bitching ass pictures. Our buddy Chase Moore is trying to get you know get his foot in the door a little bit on Instagram. His Instagram photo shoot business or whatever you want. I don't I don't know if it's actually a business yet, but it's at seven the word seven S E V E N the number ten design. So seven ten designs S E V E N S E V E N one zero designs. Give Chase a follow. He'll appreciate it. He's got some really. He's got a picture of uh, Barsha. Yeah, where it was Barsha sick. Was just like they were calling him like a spider monkey. He's barely on the motorcycle, legs just all over the place. Looks like he looks like he jumped out of an airplane and was trying to grab the motorcycle yeah. as like land <laughs> on the motorcycle or something. It's wild. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So good job, Chase, making some uh, really killer shots. I haven't mentioned our lineup tonight. I need to do that. We have Pro Circuit Kawasaki's Joe Shimoda coming off his first moto win, his first overall win. The first Japanese racer, motocross racer, to get an overall. He's going to come on the show tonight. We also have a couple, an amateur, Hayes Edwards, son of Colin Edwards, legendary superbike racer, Colin Edwards. Edwards, His son's going to come on, Hayes. And then, I am not positive I'm saying this name right, Alessio Sasso, or Sasso. He is a privateer. So. He is newly pro, and a guy that's helping him out, Wrench and stuff, reached out recently. He has trained with Timmy Ferry and said, hey, man, let's, maybe you could get him on the show sometime. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Alessio, uh, give him some, you know, a little promotion here, a story, and get to know this privateer that I don't know anything about. Yeah, that's kind of that's what we do. 
It is sometimes what we do. You want to get to the big news that you just learned today that everybody else probably already knows? Yeah, I got called into. I got. I got called got in called early. Called principal's office. Yeah, I got called in early to come. We we need to talk. Yeah, we need to talk, <laughs> Scotty. You're not really. You know, you don't have a Twitter. Uh, you're not not enough posts on Instagram. We're gonna have to dock your pay just a little bit. Can I can I log in to the? Do you have like the Moto X Pod Show Twitter? I do. Can I get on that, and that way I don't have to be like actual. Yeah, as long as you're going to actually use it and be on it. Yeah. And and post. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I post on it. I don't actually post on it very often. Well, don't you I say did, you I said I need to be there to learn? Yeah. To learn. I yeah. post I post about the show on there, but I also do it on mine. So, yep, I'll give you I'll give you the logins for the cool. our Twitter account. Anyway, breaking news for those that don't know yet, I got offered a full-time position at Vital MX last week. Uh, I might have now did I on the last show, did I talk about the fact that I'm going to write articles you, for them? You, yes. Okay, I thought so. So a week after that, Michael Lindsay called me and was like, hey, man, I think we should just hire you full-time. Made an offer. It's a nice bump in pay. Uh, going to go to more races. And that's that's it. I'm full-time vital employee now. Uh, let's see here. What else do I want to – That's. I mean, what else do I want to put out there? So I did put my two-week notice into my day job today. Yeah. I officially start at Vital MX on the 21st, but I've already been writing – writing articles and they've been posted i think so far i've given him seven or eight articles he's only posted a couple so far so they will be coming out so i would appreciate you guys if you do not have a vital mx account get one i know there's some people out there like oh the forum can be pretty brutal like there's good stuff on the forum there's really interesting stuff you can get involved but there's really good articles you know not even just the ones i'm talking about michael Lindsay writes some good stuff and then he's posting the audio from those articles on Vital MX's YouTube. So, yeah, it's it's a big deal for me, Scotty. Uh, I've been saying for a long time, like I, you know, yeah, I'd like to get into the industry, but it doesn't seem realistic. Like I can't really leave. Yeah, it it always Texas. My, I mean, we've talked about yeah. it a few times and talked about maybe some of the things that you could do to be to be here or there and this or that. And it always seemed that you were pretty far away from something like that. You were on the right track and heading the yeah, right direction, doing the right things. But yeah. it didn't seem like, seemed like I was definitely was off. surprised when you told me that. It today, seemed a ways sure. off. I agree. And I don't know where I've told this story. So I think I did tell this story. No, I didn't. Anyway, last pulp show before Sunday night, which was two weeks ago, maybe the one before that, when Michael Lindsay was in, whenever he was in last and I called in at the end of the conversation or somewhere during the conversation, seems like, either to me or to Michael, like, Hey, you need a hard dark side or dark side. You need to talk to Michael. And I just sort of blew it off. And a couple of days later, Steve texted me and said, like, Hey, have you talked to Michael yet? And I was like, Oh, I thought you were joking. So I called Michael. We discussed, you know, that. And I think maybe I did talk about this and that's when yeah. I started writing for him. Right. I, so then I did all the, the, the articles for that week and he kind of made the, the offer that I just talked about. Let's get you full time. And yeah, I kind of reached out to, I told him I'm about 99% sure I'd take it after what he offered. Cause I could stay in Texas my grandkids here. I still get to go see her, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. All the good stuff that came with it, and and the 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 salary made it very appeasing. So then, yeah, I had, I called Kiefer and I called uh, Steve and, t- and Daniel Blair, just people I trust in the industry, just kind of talking about it. And they were all like, "Dude, yeah, you need to do it. It's great. It's going to be a good company. Things are you know things are really going well. Michael's got some spots to fill, and yeah, so I jumped on it, and I'm excited, man. I mean, a little nervous." It's, you know, I've been at this day job for 13 years. There's security there. I have retirement, but 
it's just I have to take the jump. I'm taking the leap, so I'm going into vital, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be at more races. I'm going to get to ride more. That's going to be cool. I'm excited about getting my butt in shape. Thoughts? Well, we did have – well, I'm sure you're going to get to this. Maybe. The question's coming of do we get to – what happens to the Moto X Oh, the Moto X Pod show. Yeah, it's over. This is the last one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. We go on a commercial break. We'll be right back. No, uh, it's not solidified exactly yet, but I think we're good. So, in the past, Vital was kind of okay with you know people having some outside projects, but but the owner of Vital is like, hey man, I really want people that come to Vital to work at Vital specifically, not do outside stuff. So the wrap up show is going away at the end of the year. That's kind of say I got to finish the sponsor obligations. I think. The Pulpomex show will now be part of Vital. Like, it will be on their YouTube more than likely. We have not broken these details details down pulp exactly. Or, uh, Did I say Pulp? Yeah. I got to have Vitals. <laughs> It'd be on Pulp's YouTube too. We'll take that shit over. No, as well. you said Pulp will be on Vital. Oh, well, maybe, it, well, okay. maybe we'll do that. <laughs> Regardless, the Moto X Pod show will be part of Vital. It will probably be on their network. I mean, we, I assume, like, again, I'm rambling because I don't really know the details yet. We just talked. I assume it will still be available in all the ways it normally is. I'll probably keep posting it just like I do, and it'll go on iTunes, and it'll go all the different podcast networks. It'll just be presented But it will be presented by Vital, Vital I think. Yeah. And they're going to try to get some of their sponsors to participate, which means more revenue for the show. But then they will also get a cut of that. But I think that's fair. Their, their viewership, their subscribers, their numbers are huge. So that should be really good for the show. We'll get more people that know about the show, more people involved, hopefully, and grow this thing. That is the plan so far. That could change because it has not been totally solidified. But I think we're good. The show should continue, and we'll continue to try to dominate the world of moto podcasting. <laughs> hey, it's awesome, man. Yeah, and you know, and hopefully, if everything goes well, like you know, Scotty does this. He drives an hour, hour and twenty probably every week. It's well round. Total, it's about like yeah, about hour twenty. Okay, so yeah, an hour about, twenty round trip every Tuesday at five dollars a gallon. Yeah, and Scotty gets he doesn't make any money as I, I told got you guys. T-shirt in this yeah, hat. he's got some. Yeah, he's got some merch, but all the money that we get from our advertisers or our Patreon supporters, who we love, goes right into our into our travel, so we can go to races. Usually, so I can go to races. Um. So yeah, there's really no Scotty's just doing it because he loves to be here even though you might not agree with that because he doesn't have a Twitter account <laughs> and doesn't know all the news, but <laughs> I'm going to have to make a damn Twitter tonight. Hopefully we can start paying for God, Scotty's fuel at the very least, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So are, are you excited? Yeah, man, I think that's awesome. I, I, uh, what if we have to let TJ go so that we can keep you? Are you okay with that? Well, is he okay with that? I didn't ask that. I'm asking if you're okay. If I we mean, let TJ go, if it's between you and TJ and I have to pick somebody, that's 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 where what are you asking me for? Where do you want me to? Who do you want me to pick? I mean, t- doesn't TJ technically own the show? I mean, it is under his LLC. But I'm in the chair. I right? mean, but we could change it to the Moto Podex, <laughs> and then we're good. We're golden. So, do you want the, the position? Uh, is yeah, this like I, the F Mary kill, or who would you drag oh, out of a yeah, burning F1 building? Mary, like, is, it, is it going to be you or TJ? Who? One of you well, is I mean, coming who, out of I'll here. I'll just say this. Who's here One of you is going right to s- survive the Battle Royale. Who did you have to call and who's sitting in the chair? That's all I can tell you. But if this laptop crashes right now, the software crashes, who the hell am I going to call to get it fixed? TJ. Yeah. 
So who's more important? <laughs> I don't know, man. You have to, that's the decision I guess you're going to have to make okay. yourself. <laughs> we got to zero Red Bud discussion. Just having a little fun. This opening okay. segment of the show. And the, you got five more minutes. The X-Brand Lucid Conversation segment of the it's show. It's very lucid tonight. It was very lucid. That is true. Uh, yeah, so X-Brand, X-Brand Lucid Conversation is obviously brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. And the X-Brand Lucid Goggle with Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System, Race Face 4-Layer Factory Foam, Lucid Extreme Definition Optics, and you can get them at a local dealership, dealership distributed by WPS. Or you can hit me up at DarksideMX3 hey, at AOL.com. And I don't know how, how much longer I'm even going to be able to do that, to be honest, be part of the, doing the X-Brand thing. So Because there are going to be other sponsors. There's probably going to be days... Where I'm going to have to wear another brand of goggle if Michael Lindsay tells me so. Yeah. Like the fly one, that one hurt. Telling JT that I'm not going to be able to wear fly all the time, kind of hurt. Mm. They've been so good to me. But they, they understood. JT was really cool with it. He already knew. He's like, man, I, I'm so happy for you. So it's cool. But well, I mean, you're, right now, fly still part like of the show. A, you're, you're like officially official now. It's uh, like well, no, it's, I did sign the contract today. So yeah, it doesn't. Well, you're not just, you're not just like a, you're not a part timer. Like you're. Right. I mean, you're there. I'm there. That's awesome. Okay. Four minutes before we got to get Joe on. Once again, I want to thank Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer because those guys really did, and Weege, those guys did a lot with not just like the, the, all jokes aside, the haircut. I mean, I, apparently that did help, but you know, and then busting my balls, they were putting good words in for me. You, you can't, you cannot. You could if we hooked you up to a lie detector, uh-huh. and you would say that if, if they said, "Did your life change for the better after the haircut?" You could, you would, if you said no, that well, you break that damn machine. I'm going to say 99.99999% of motocross fans already know that to be the case because I said it Sunday night. Yeah. You, on the other hand, I'm, I'm who only, don't really care about the sport, I'm haven't just, listened to the show yet. I'm so listening. I'm, I'm halfway through pulp. But that was two days ago. I didn't know. I, th- I thought it aired yesterday. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did say that. I said I have to 100% agree that the those things, although I don't like the judging a book by its cover kind of thing, it did make a difference. You can't I was, really argue. I was driving down the road today. I saw a dude walk on the side of the road, had a big ponytail, and I was like, that was, was a big ponytail and a greasy bandana, as Steve likes to say. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like. That's the life dark side left behind. It's, I left it behind. Yeah. That's great. Hey, my hair's pretty messed up right now. Like, I haven't had it cut in like a month. But when I go to Millville in two weeks, I'm staying at Jilly and Cody's house. Okay. Jilly cut my hair. So I told her today, I said, hey, the hair's a mess. Better be ready. Because <laughs> she gets mad every time I send her a picture of somebody else that cut my hair. She's like, they didn't do it right. Yeah. So she's going to get to cut my hair yeah. in two weeks. <laughs> All right. We got to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with Joe Shimoda. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. 
Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show find the flow with torque one racing handlebars levers shifters brake pedals and grips torque one racing is the title sponsor of the moto x pod show so support those who support us visit torqueoneracing.com and order your defy lock on grips today all right, guys, we are back. Joe Shimoda is ghosting us, Scotty, at the moment. He did text me like two hours ago and said he was good to go for this time. Hopefully, he'll let me know something in the next few minutes so we can at least talk to him for a few minutes. Let's talk about Red Bud. You did watch it on TV, so, you know, at least we got oh, that. Barely. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Do we want to get into that instead, or do you want to get into the race? We we'll probably have time to do both, yeah. Maybe. Possibly. I just got to keep an eye on the phone. Uh, okay, the race itself, 250 class. We mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Our well, guest, our supposed guest tonight, Joe Shimoda, overall, first moto winner, pretty badass. Dude was flying. Second moto came from way back to third, ripping. He is getting better and better every week. I think very soon, maybe not Southwick, after Southwick, He's a legitimate contender. Like he yeah. is getting closer where he can run with the, the Lawrence brothers every week. That yeah, that that was impressive. That was the first time that we've seen anybody get passed by them and then hang on to that train. And I don't know if when I don't know if when Jet went down it like something clicked, but like as soon as the, not went down, as soon as the bike went, yeah. Joe was just like like who was that? You know, like he was got more aggressive, right? Yeah, he, he was like, like his riding style even changed a little bit. Yeah, and that and that was he one of the mad. questions I had for him. But kind of, I guess to step back a little bit, both classes. When we talked at the beginning of the season, I can't remember if it was before round one or if it was after round one, and I said, I said, I said what? I, I said just wait till about five, six rounds in. What these championships are going to look like is going to be incredible. And here we are, five, six rounds in, and both championships are within 10 points. And I, I just think it, I, I just think we're in for a treat. Yeah, it's funny, like, what you just said. I was like, but is it incredible? But, okay, yeah, the 10-point difference or the, the close racing, which I think he, uh, Joe is, he's like 36 points down and third overall. Yeah. So it's still very close between those three guys. But I'm like... Is it incredible? Like, there's no Justin Cooper right now. You know, I, I want a couple more well, guys. I, both classes. You're not wrong. The 250 class has been very good. Uh, Joe just tried calling. So, hang tight. We're going to get Joe on. All right. We got Joe Shimoda on. Pro Circuits, Joe Shimoda. Winner of Red Bud overall. His first overall, Scotty. His first 
Moto win, first Japanese rider to get an overall. Big thing. Shredding, things. just taking it to the Lawrence brothers. Joe, how are you? Good. How are you? Well, I'm actually very, very excited to talk to you, man. I, I, I love seeing your progression over the last few rounds. Like you, you're a yeah. guy that's very, very smooth. But sometimes, yeah. like your riding does not look aggressive, even though you're hauling butt. But I felt like this weekend something. I just seemed like something changed. No, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm trying to keep everything smooth. Um, you know, you you always want to be under control, but if you want to go fast, sometimes you have to take those chances. And right now, finding the balance is the it's the biggest thing I'm working on right now. Yeah. How difficult is that when you're a, a guy like yourself that might be a little bit conservative in order to not crash or, or get hurt and take yourself out? How difficult is it to maybe push yourself outside your comfort zone? Um, it is hard. Like, you know, like when you watch from the TV, everything looks so easy, right? <laughs> oh, yes. But, yes. Like, yeah, like. Uh, those bumps are looks very small, but on the real life, it's it's uh, it's gnarly. Uh, those edges and jumps and uh, kind of everywhere, and to uh, to push your limits and finding you know more more speed is is uh, it's not easy. Like definitely have to be really on it on your game, and then yeah, like everybody try to do the same thing. So. Um, Again, like, yeah, finding the balance is really important. Yeah, who do you have in your corner that kind of – that's coaching you? Who do you have that kind of says, hey, let's let's push a little more here or let's back down? Who Who is your biggest voice of encouragement? So before the outdoor season, I started to train with Nick Way. Um, he's my new trainer. And uh, for some parts, yeah, uh, I – I need to like bring bring up more, more, uh, um, more push, but like intensity, intensity. Yeah, I mean at the same time, like on those time qualifiers, he told me to actually back it down to like I was going too much to where it'll make it worse. So, um, yeah, like every time I go out there, I I feel like I have more clear vision of what I'm going to do, and that's been helping me a lot. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, Joe, when you, you know, we, the, the first moto started and you had a good start and then you, you kind of fell back to third. And from somebody that's been watching this racing all year, it's like, oh, here goes Hunter and Jed again. And then you, you kind of latched on to them. And all of a sudden, you were kind of putting pressure on them. And I just wanted to know what, what kind of clicked in your head and what, what kind of allowed you to start running that, that pace. Uh, to be honest, like, I mean, you, I think you guys can tell, like, I'm like, I'm a kind of a slow starter. As the race gets on, I'm getting better and better. Yeah. But yeah, that time I, I, um, I had a really good opportunity behind uh, Lawrence Brothers. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm not out there to race for second or third. As a racer, you always want to win. And then, yeah, that time I had a good opportunity to fight with him. And, yeah, for 30 minutes, I just didn't really 
gave up, kind of yeah. stayed and stayed. And I had a chance to line up beside Hunt, Hunter and made a move. It was it was tough. I had to go for uh, multiple tries. And yeah, Jet, um, I guess he had a bike issue. So that was kind of, um, I, to me, it feels like a little bit gifted. But at the same time, I work hard. Uh, to pass Hunter, so it was a really good moto. Yeah, don't I, I? I understand you saying it felt a little gifted, but the reality is it's motorsports, right? It's motor. Yeah, there's, there's mechanicals. That's part of it. If you were yeah. 15 seconds back, it wouldn't have happened. So you were right there. You were doing your job. So yeah, you need to take all the credit you can get out of that thing. Um, yeah, I, I know you're really good friends with the, the Lawrence brothers. Like those are your buddies. You guys joke and stuff. But there has to be times on the track where you're like angry like i'm tired of them passing me i'm tired of them winning i want to have some of the publicity i'm just as good it's got to get in your head a little bit and i i kind of felt like this weekend you were almost riding mad because you were just ripping like you were coming to the pack in the second moto like you were just mad at the world yeah i mean again like from time qualifier i had a good pace and uh i mean the opportunities there, like you have, you have the speed today, and yeah. where they go, you know. I mean, we're friends and everything outside of the track, but inside <laughs> the track, I don't, I don't really give a, a thing. So a crack, yeah, I like it. If I, but if I had a chance or room to go in it, uh, I'll take it. You know, I'll I, take the I love it. Yeah, and I see that when you guys are passing each other, like I don't, you're not going in to kill each other, but you will. No, no. You will. Yeah, you don't like, have to. Yeah, yeah even like. Jet really, he kind of he he got into Hunter a little bit in the first moto, or maybe the second moto, first moto I think, where yeah. he, it was a little aggressive, and I love it. It's good racing, and I I'm a big fan of riders being friends and having a good time off the track, but then on the track being serious, and then when they're yeah. off the track, you can be like, hey, you did a good job. Like I love that. I do not like drama <laughs> and all the oh, I don't like that guy. I hate that stuff. I want everybody to love each other. You know, to, to be honest, to be honest, I like all the dramas. Yeah, it's kind of that sounds like Daniel Blair. <laughs> Daniel Blair loves when riders are mad at each other. I don't like Lawrence and Poto. Yeah, he like. loves that stuff, and I don't, man. I just want everybody to be friends, Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's fun in some ways, but yeah. like uh, because like well, so, like sometimes even in the corner, if you want to kill the guys, it's pretty easy to do it. <laughs> right, right. It's Let me, easy to just hit them, but. Let, yeah. Yeah. Let me um, ask you this then, since you said you kind of like the drama, give me a rider. Yeah. Give me a rider that you got some drama with. Is there anybody that like? Oh, I'm taking his front wheel out if I get around him. Um. Well, I don't. I like drama, <laughs> but I don't want to make it happen. Yeah. It gets messy that way, don't it? That's fair. That's fair. Scotty, you got yeah. some. Uh, yeah. So, what you've what you've done, even just outside of just being a motocross rider, what you've done as a person, you've you left your culture, your country, and came to a completely new one to do something that you wanted to do as a career. That is one of the hardest things I think a human being can do, and it takes a long time to get comfortable with the new, with 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 the yeah. new culture and everything. The language. Seeing you this weekend, you got the win. You were cheering with the fans. You had the 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 sharpie on the stomach. <laughs> it's it seems that you are you're finally getting comfortable being here and being you know. A, a, a part, in, of, a the, part of this yeah. 
and it's and it's showing in the success. And I just wanted to know: Do you feel that way? And is it kind of how do you how do you feel think about that? Uh, you know, you know what? Like, because first uh, year on the professional, maybe first year and half. Um, yeah, because I'm here for racing. Like mm-hmm. that's my like main like main goal or like main things. That's that's why I'm like in United States, but. Um, I mean, last uh, last year and this year, I think uh, I'm kind of more enjoying what I'm doing. Like, I'm gonna, I'm going to do this like probably, you know, like close to ten years. And if you don't have fun, I think it's not gonna work. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm. I'm just being more of me. Don't really care, like. Well, I do care about it, but don't really get messed up what people are saying. Uh, do what you want to do. And if that works, great. If not, you still live your life like that. Like, you, I think motorsports is a fun sport. And then uh, if people love it and I love it, it's win-win. Yeah, and I think the American public would appreciate that. They like you being you. They like seeing the personality come out. And, and it seems like you really do feel more at home in the United States now. Um, how how much of an impact is your your manager, Lucas Myrtle, and then the Lawrence brothers? Like those guys seem like they're always trying to have a good time and joking. How much does that help you with kind of doing that, showing your real personality? Does that help a bunch? Um, I mean, yeah, like Lucas and uh, Lawrence brothers, yeah, they're definitely like funny and easy to get along with. Yeah. But I mean – the people in the United States are so welcome. So that's probably the biggest thing. Like that's good. If I do something wrong or right, uh, still make fun out of it. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, those fans are like really, uh, uh, welcome. That's great. I, I think I have noticed that the fans really seem to like you a lot. And I, I always enjoy that really generally the American fans are very hard on the French riders, but everybody else they're pretty good with. So I'm glad that you're getting that support. Um, it, I love it because I think I think our, I think our fans can be the real buttholes to like Marvin and, and Dylan and some of those guys. So, um, yeah. speaking of Lucas, I, I, I'm a big fan of Lucas. Him and I become friendly over the last year or so. Give me some dirt on Lucas, man. I know he likes to make fun of you guys. You got to give me something on him. What's something that you can make fun of him about? Um, got well, I mean, it's not like it's not really offensive, but so other day he sent me okay, he sent me this you know B creation. Yeah. So the, they make a they make a, like animation kind of thing. Uh huh. So, so my like face that they made it looked really fat. Okay. <laughs> like it was all big and like like a, like a little fat boy. Yeah. <laughs> he sent me this picture and I commented, why do I look so fat? And he, he's like, because you're a fat cunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. in, in my mind, in my mind, but look at yourself. Ooh, yeah. You didn't tell him that. But, back? I, did, but, I, but I didn't tell him I was too nice. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You're too nice. You know, but honestly he's been losing some weight. He's getting, he's getting himself in shape. He's getting skinnier and skinnier. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious though. So, 
I I know that it probably it's just kind of a coincidence, but it is kind of convenient, Joe, that the weekend Ryder D makes his pro debut. Oh. All of a sudden, you seem you you turn on the Jets and you get a win, and you're you got to show them like, hey, I'm the man, I'm the win. Yeah, is did that did that play into your mind at the weekend at all? Or did you just kind of, the guy? They don't care what Ryder kind of, D's doing. I know he, I know, but this is what we do. This is the questions yeah. that we ask. But did did that really affect you in any way at all? I didn't get the questions. Uh, did, did the hype of a, a new guy coming in on your team kind of change your dynamic for the weekend at all? Oh, the uh, you mean like different Francisco? Yeah, he yeah. Wa- yeah, he wanted to know if Ryder being a part of the team this weekend motivated you any more, added any motivation. Um, that like I don't, I don't really mind like there's a new guy or not. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm racing like in, in just, uh, I'm, I'm focusing on myself a lot. So, um, I mean, yeah, nothing really changes my motivation for the, for the race. Yeah. I understand. We're, we're, I know, I just, we're, we're big rider D fan. I've known rider since he was like on 85. So yeah, I was happy to see him out there, but yeah, you're the leader of the team. I don't know if you, are aware of that but right now you're the leader of that team joe what you're the leader of that team right now i don't oh, the team. okay yeah yeah you know two years ago i think it was you were like a fill-in and now you're the guy yeah i mean i'm just trying yeah well you're doing a great job at it uh what i do want to ask with the the record of being the first japanese rider to win an overall what has the response been from, say, family back in home or just motocross fans of in Japan in general? Like, have they made a big deal out of this? Um, I mean, people in Japan are definitely happy. Um, yeah, I actually didn't know that I broke a record for uh, from uh, Japanese history. Like, I, I didn't know that uh, on 250 class nobody got the wind so right at first i was kind of confused but yeah people in japan like was really happy and kind of uh, um kind of kind of kind of gave me the motivation because i i can give them like a chance like like you can really do it if you like work hard for it because i had a lot of people told me like okay i'm japanese right like motocross industry might be not big in Japan so that doesn't mean I'm not competitive right like kind of, that kind of like proves that like you can do it so it's a good motivation yeah it's a really great message you talked about just now you didn't know that you had set that record you didn't know that you won the overall either <laughs> yeah and I that didn't was know. I thought two two beats three one <laughs> yeah. or one three well, it was funny watching your reaction because they were following you on TV, and I think you talked to uh, I think you talked to Will Christian. You talked to a couple of different people, and it, like you didn't realize it until on the podium almost, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, because, yeah, because like I come in the, the under the tent, and everybody starts to slap my face and stuff. I'm like, "What are you guys doing? <laughs> we we missed the overall, or or like." And then, yeah, like the manager told me I got the overall. So I'm like, no way. It was, 
it was like really a confusing situation. Yeah, that's funny though. But I bet just we got to see you actually realize it though. So we got to watch your expression. You know, if you had known it on the track, we probably wouldn't have seen. But it was awesome watching that expression come over your face. (laughs) Yeah. Last last one, Joe. Got one more. So not we we've kind of talked about the significance of this for you as a as your career for this win but also the 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 Kawasaki team hasn't its wins have been a little scarce lately so it's got to be a big thing for the team too it did did Mitch say anything to you at the end of the day like did he give you an attaboy or <laughs> any, anything like that no he just said he was really uh, happy um just said good job like um it was he he actually told me it's easy, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, it's not easy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, team was happy. I think we had a good uh, good vibe for sure. Well, Joe, congratulations. Uh, we at the show are very happy for you, very proud of you, and I, I hope to see some more come, man. Let's. Uh, I don't. How are you in the sand? Um, I mean, I like it better than hardback. Yeah, I think you got second last year at Southwick, right? Yeah, I got second last year. I'm All right, hold it wide open, right? So, yeah, we just got to get a we'll get a first this weekend, and man, I'm call I'm calling it, Joe. You're winning this weekend. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I hope uh, I can uh, bring this bring this heat. Yeah, yeah. bring the heat. Yeah, I like it. Well, Joe, thank you for giving us some time tonight. We love it when you come on, and it's always great to talk to you. And once again, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Joe. Good go job, uh, go enjoy the rest of your night, and sometime tonight, make fun of Lucas for me. <laughs> I hope Lucas is watching this. Yeah, I don't know. I texted him earlier. I actually asked him and Hunter and Jet for some some dirt on you, and they didn't give me anything. So I don't <laughs> I don't know. I was hoping to get some. Uh, I was hoping to get some stir the pot a little bit, but nothing. They didn't give me nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Joe Shimoda, everybody, he's he's really getting a lot more comfortable. I think even on the interviews, you know, he's still finding the words. Yeah, but his interviews have gotten a lot better. I think we've talked to him maybe three or four times now. Yeah, it's a good interview. I think. I I know. I mean, just that's what I was trying to get him to, to kind of. He kind of talked about it a little bit, but like, yeah, the, I don't want him to underestimate the what the difficulty of like like dude just just pick up and move to Japan and be yeah, like yeah. and just try to like. Try to go get groceries. Sure. Like, I mean, you'll you will be sitting there stressing yeah. the F out. Talk to anybody like Zacco or Talon Volan who have decided to go do the GPs in reverse, right? And they go, yeah, I don't, the money's different. The language is different. Don't know that many people. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy. If you and I just packed up and moved to Kansas, you don't really know anybody. You don't know the lay of the it's land. hard, man. That's when- not easy. To leave your, your whole life to a different country, different language, different money system, different food. Literally everything almost is almost everything is different in it's, some way. It, like so I was like I was saying, it's literally probably the hardest thing you can do as a human being. Like, it's not easy. I can't imagine even just going traveling to another country is not easy. But to yeah. Like, yeah, move and and then also on top of that, well I gotta go train and be a professional athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I gotta go be the like the best version of a human being I can <laughs> right, possibly be. Right, right. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take our second commercial break, and we will be back with Hayes Edwards. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. 
Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry standard pro launch start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Hep Suzuki, and many more. Pole shot specialist Vince Freeze, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys around Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roost, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so and we're hot. <laughs> 
All right, back from our second commercial break of the night. And next up, brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has developed the... Oh, I thought you were handing me something, Scotty. Sorry. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Damon Bradshaw, Jalik Swole, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, the beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. I think I already said that, but he, he gets two mentions, Scotty. And our next guest is brought to you by Fly Racing. Hit up your local dealership. Ask for Fly Racing, distributed by WPS. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us... Hayes Edwards. What's up, Hayes? What's up? How are you? Doing good, man. Glad to get to meet you, kind of. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I've had a couple of my buddies. Van Martin, for one, who helps train you, I believe. He reached yes, out sir. a few weeks ago. And then, of course, our mutual friend, Skippy, host of the Talking yep. Skip podcast now. he You just did that the other night, right? How'd that go? I did. That was pretty good. It was a good time. Yeah, it's not, not as good as this, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Skippy's good people, but... Hayes Edwards, uh, Scotty, he is a Texas-based amateur racer, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, just kind of he just went through a feat that I don't think I can handle. We're going to get into that, but Hayes, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I uh, so growing up all my life, I used to uh, play baseball. Okay, I, I I used to ride flat track here and there, like probably once a month till I was fourteen, and then. A buddy kind of brought me to the track, and I was like, "Hey, you know, this ain't this ain't too bad." So we've been with it ever since. <laughs> How old are you now? I am sixteen. So just a couple years in motocross. Yes, sir. Well, Scotty Hayes is also he's talking about riding flat track. I'm going to guess he's doing that at the Texas Tornado facility that I learned about yes. today. And anybody that knows the nickname Texas Tornado, they know who his dad is. World famous super bike racer Colin Edwards. But we're not going to talk about Colin Edwards today. We're going to talk about Hayes Edwards. But that's still, I mean, just growing up with a dad, a legendary dad in the sport of two wheels, it's got to be pretty cool. Probably teaches you a lot, I would assume, a lot of technique. But the one I want to kind of touch on, I want to touch on what you did just a few weeks ago. So you break your collarbone. You get surgery the next day. Six days later at Three Palms, you line up to race and qualify for Loretta's in two classes with a not even healed collarbone that's nuts i did yeah it was it was a uh, a long few weeks that was for sure i would imagine it was insanely painful but i have to feel like having a dad who was injured numerous times the highest of highs with championships the lowest of lows with injuries probably taught you a little bit about uh just Work ethic is what I'm going to use. And like, hey, man, okay, you're hurt. You can go line up. Let's get in this thing. And then you can, you'll have some time to recover before Loretta's. No, yeah, without a doubt. He had a, a lot of knowledge on the situation. Given, funny story, he actually, uh, he did the same thing when he was racing. He broke his collarbone and, and seven days later he went out and raced and, and podium. So yeah, but that's road racing. That's well, who cares? Yeah. No big, that's nothing. <laughs> they're not going 200 miles an hour or anything, Yeah, but they're not bouncing around and jumping and hitting braking bumps. They're not a smooth track. Just, you know, like a roller coaster, not even yeah. that rough. It's so smooth. Yeah. That's nothing. What Hayes did <laughs> is unreal. So especially no, there, there were a lot of times. Yeah. There were a lot of times. That was the roughest I've ever seen that track. In my <laughs> of life. course. Why not? I know. I was like, I was showing up cause I was like, all right, it ain't going to be that bad. You know, it's three palms. Yeah. Fairly smooth. And then 
we I did like the last practice and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I got myself into. Well, yeah, what gets me about that place is is towards when it starts getting rough, the the faces of the jump kind of go away, and then like next thing you know, you're like using like a kicker as like the lip, and it just no, you're just rolling the dice at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There were so many times I had a few close calls, but it is what it is. <laughs> you made it. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk about right? this. So you've been racing just a few couple years. Last yes, year sir. was your first trip to Loretta's, and I think you went fifteen, fifteen, and uh, what's the? Uh, I'm looking fifteenth in both super mini, super mini one, super mini two. Yes, sir. What yep. are your goals this year? Like, do you feel like where you're at, you're capable of winning? Uh, let's see, I'm looking for my notes here. What classes you made it in? Uh, Schoolboy two and two fifty B mod. Do you feel like you're capable of winning, or do you have a a little bit of a lesser goal? Um, I've been asked this a few times. And okay, I don't know if I have a full answer for you, but. I mean, I'm going to go out there and give it everything I have and try to win, that's for sure. So no set goal. You're just going to go and do your best and push to the end. Exactly. But at the same time, I I uh, don't really like to lose. So, <laughs> Well, that's good. Yeah, anybody that wants to race in general, but especially at the pro level, I'm sure that's your go- end goal is pro level. Yeah, you can't you can't like losing. Yeah, so I, I'd, say, I'd say obviously go out there and win would be the, the main goal. But yeah. <sighs> you know, it, it'll, the cards will play out how it does. So we'll see. So I was looking through your Instagram cause honestly, Hayes, I don't know much about you other than a little bit that van told me. And I see yeah, a sure. picture of you on your blue crew, blue crew. I'm blue crew now too. So we're teammates. Nice. Nice. But you're running the 45 and I feel like that's really ballsy on a blue bike. Do you know why? Ballsy? Yeah. Why is that? Cause that's Damon Bradshaw's number, yeah. man. It's gonna, I knew he was going to say something old. That's the it's, beast from the East. I'm sure Oof. you're too young to know how Bradshaw is, but Bradshaw will come to your house and beat you up for that crap. <laughs> oh, I might have to change my number then. You might have to change your number. No, nah, I think I think Damon's calmed down a little bit these years, but I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know how much moto history you're aware of. If he didn't beat you up when you blew up when he wrecked true. his bike, then you're he's probably okay. I know. I was I was about to say, isn't that whose bike you uh, <laughs> KO'd? Hayes, we don't need to talk about old stuff. <laughs> People don't forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and it had the number forty five on it when I. KO'd it. Nice. You're right. And, nice. your, and our buddy Skippy had to go to the hospital with me. So, yeah, you heard that story on the show the other night. Yeah, I heard that story. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was a good one. We don't need to talk about me, Hayes. We're here to talk about you. So, talk about oh. talk about training with Van. Van Martin, our buddy. Yeah, he is uh, – God, he's killer. I love that guy to death. Um, he's – like I said, I've, I haven't been doing it for very long, so I wouldn't show all the ins and outs. And, and he's been – very fortunate enough to like come over and have helped me a lot. And he's got so much knowledge on everything. It's, it's really great to have him around. Yeah. And he, like you said, he's just good people. Him and his wife are fantastic. He has a lot of knowledge. Uh, you know, obviously he was never like at a top level, like, you know, top five top podium yeah. type guy, but, but very, yeah. very fast, very knowledgeable and a lot to give. Like I think he he's doing lessons. He's been doing lessons for a few years, and I think he's really good at that. That's a really good job for him to fall into once he decides to stop racing. And he may have decided that already. He hasn't told us, but yeah, he's he's good people. No, for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, him and Miranda, they're they're just like you say, good people. And and he's he's really good at um, like explaining, talking. Because yeah. you know, I've trained with a few other people, and it's like. 
what are you telling me to do again? But he's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But well, yeah, why super, am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he's super good at like making sure you know how and what and all that. I got to come down to Texas tornado. He's told me a few times van has, I need to come down. And then I know Skippy goes out there and does some flat track stuff. Like, is that like yeah. every Friday night or something? When do, don't they have flat track racing all the time out there? So we got like, camps where people come from like all over the world like once a month ish okay and then and then we'll have like yeah saturday night races probably every other week ish something like that i don't know that i want to ride flat track i mean i would like to try it but damn sure don't want to get out in a race because i've never done it (laughs) but i want to come out and ride some moto though oh for sure without a doubt we'll get you on both i'm too much of a back I'm, i'm a back brake rider yeah. I could not do uh, a flat track. See, I have terrible technique, so I almost never use brakes or like my fingers are in, are never on the clutch or the brake. I'm just like <laughs> hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah, Model in a prayer. Yeah, if, if if you're a rear brake rider, that's kind of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take it off, like Speedway guys. No brakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There Stop you go. It. That'll work. Yeah. Stop. You got to you got to turn to slow yeah. down. Get that no, thing yeah, laid see, over. See, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> So Hayes, uh, when's the next race? Is it Loretta's? Is that the next time you'll actually go out and race, or what? Are there any races um, in between warm-up races? I don't know. I think, I think we might look for just like a little local race to hit. Yeah. But as of right now, I think Loretta's is the next race for sure. How does the collarbone feel? I assume there's hardware in it. So yes, sir. Yeah, I got. Um, I think a plate and eight screws. Yeah if I believe, but it hurt a little bit when I started riding again, but now it's, it's pretty much back to normal. The only thing I really hurt, the only thing that really hurts is like kind of getting roosted, but yeah, I'll have to send you a picture in a little bit. Uh, once we get done with the show, I broke my collarbone at Rio Bravo. I don't know, four years ago, six pieces and now it's plated too. So it it looked very similar to yours. I think mine might've been in a little, a few more pieces than yours was, but it, it sucked, and I had to drive home from Houston all the way. I'm four hours north, so we oh, drove home, gosh. and I had the surgery here. Ugh. Yeah, good times. That is not fun. <laughs> no, it was not. You're you're correct. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I saved my hydrocodone from another surgery, and I had some with me, so I took oh, one of those and go. just kind of chilled in the seat. But anyway, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Scotty, go ahead. Yeah. The, the, no, you're, you're good. Oh, I'm you're sorry. Good. The, uh, no, the car ride... Even like when I broke it and then in surgery to surgery the next morning, like the car ride was so bad. Yeah. Every little bump would just like, gosh, it yeah. was so not Dude, fun. There, I'm not good at broken bones in general, but like I broke my left humerus once. That by far was the most painful thing I ever dealt with. Oh my gosh. That I was, didn't even know where a humerus is. That's that's the upper bone in your arm. So you, where it connects you didn't to the find shoulder. It funny? It's the thick Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the second thickest bone, I think, next to the humerus or the, the femur. femur. Thank God yeah. I've never broke the femur. I know, knock on wood, me neither, but right I had on. a couple buddies and they said it's not not fun. No, not at all. Uh so <laughs> what, what are you giggling I mean, at? I was like, so it wasn't funny, like hum- I, humorous. That's a, that's, yeah. Yes, that's a dad joke. The humorous was not humorous yeah, at all. No. no. Uh, so obviously, training in Texas is a whole different ball game, especially in, in the humidity in Houston is is crazy. So do you? Obviously, that's got to be one of your when you're thinking about your mindset about getting ready for this race. That's got to be one of the things that you're like, okay, well, I've got the, I've got the 
experience of the heat and training bodies acclimated to it. Is that the kind of the biggest thing that you're taking into it? Or maybe what is another advantage that you are kind of taking into your mindset for the race of Loretta's? Yeah, I think, I think honestly, that's one of the biggest just training in this, this gnarly heat. I think it was like, I don't know, 101, 102 today. Mm -hmm. So we were doing 25. So I feel like, I feel like once I get like the longer motos down, um, I should be like fairly good to go up to Tennessee and, and do pretty good. It's definitely muggy there, man. I mean, I know it's humid uh, here, but Loretta's is rough down in that hole. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I I feel like I got a little false sense of reality last year because like it, it, it didn't rain or any of that. So it wasn't mm. like too hot, but I think, I don't know. We'll see this year. So what's are what are you training still? I mean, are you, you said you're back on the bike. Is that something you're doing? Like, are you back out of Texas Tornado, or are you kind of still just chilling out a little bit? Yes, sir. So last week was the first week okay. I like I got back on the bike, and I kind of I did a few days where I was just chilling to make sure to make sure everything was okay, and then uh, probably Wednesday of last week I started. Um, doing some longer motos and, and actually training. And how much does your dad like train you or help you during the week? Or does he kind of let other people do that? Cause you know, a lot of times kids don't really want to listen to their parents as much and they'll listen, they'll take advice from other people better. Or is your dad pretty heavily involved? Uh, <laughs> it's actually funny you say that. So whenever I was like first kind of getting into it, he obviously helped me a lot. And yeah. then we got hooked up with van and, the speed kind of started getting started getting a little faster and uh literally like two days ago i was like hey how do you, how do you think i look today and he was like dude i came out to the we got like in a little arena to like watch track and he was like i came out to the end of the arena and i had to go back i can't even watch you ride anymore i was like dude because he's, he's nervous come on yeah i was like yeah. come on dude <laughs> That's funny though i mean parents like okay i'll tell you a story so 2017 was the first time as I was quote unquote media at a professional race. And I went to Lakewood to Thunder Valley on press day. And, you know, Austin Forkner was only, had only been in the series a couple of years at that point. And his mom, Julie, I met her for the first time. And I have never seen a parent as nervous. Like she paces back and forth and she's just in terror the whole time, you know? And so of course she's growing up with them racing this whole life. But yeah, that's just a parent, dude. Uh, Hayes, your your parents are going to always be worried about you and nervous. And the faster you go, the worse it's going to get. Yeah, hell, Ryder D's mom. Ryder D's mom is a nervous wreck. I'm like, he's been doing this forever. You got to be used to it. They can barely, Lisa and Randy could barely watch Ryder ride. That's so funny. Even at the top level, they're still freaking out. Yeah. I mean, well, think about like Cameron McAdoo, what last year and his mom's there at, at Atlanta when these crashes are happening and she, and she's in tears, you know, like, yeah, a mom and dad, especially a mom, dude, they're just, that's their baby. And yeah, it's, you're just worried that something bad's going to happen all the time. Just tell them that they no. could have, they could have been, they could have been Debbie Pastrana. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Travis had, I can't believe his mom didn't have a heart attack multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I know, right? That's, that's cool crazy. though. That I mean, that shows how much he loves you, man. That's, I love that. But does he still rip on a bike? Your dad? Um... Or not so much anymore. Uh, he's, I think he's kind of over it. Like really? I, I've asked him a few times, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, do you ever like like miss anything? And he's like, nah, not really. That's wild. But he'll 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 go out to like the forest every now and then, you know. 
but never gets on like a sport bike and goes to a closed track or jumps on a dirt bike and just wants to go put some laps in. Nah, he's over it for sure. That's crazy to me. I mean, I guess I guess when you're at that level for that many years, that much pressure, and it it's literally becomes a job. You see guys like Ryan Villapoto and those guys. But then, of course, Dungey, you know, Dungey comes back. It just depends on the personality. But I suppose I can understand it getting burnt out when it is a career. Yeah, but now now I think he's so involved. Like, yeah. he loves, like, like working on bikes and all that stuff. So I think he's so involved now that it, it gives him something to do. And I think he still gets, like, kind of the same adrenaline rush from watching me. So that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. Yeah, so um, I had uh, one of my dad's friends w- did a was, – was a super bike rider too. And he always – he always talks to me about stuff. He's like, "Well, oh, you need are you are you doing your lap times? Are you like what what are you changing your lap times for different uh different lines that you take?" And they were keeping uh, track and stuff. Well, yeah, and they were just every little detail for the superbike guys yeah. is is very crucial. Whereas more of a when a motocrosser is kind of more of the mindset of I'm just going to go out and send it, you know? And so I kind of wanted to know what, what of those kind of details and stuff have y'all been able to translate into some of your technique for, for riding moto. So he rode moto from three to 14, I believe. And so he's, he's kind of like an old school dude. He, he, uh, he doesn't know much about like the the new stuff. Yeah. The technology side. uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's where I think Van comes in. But he, he helps me a lot, like, so much with the mental. Like, he knows all the ins and outs of that. So that's where I say he would probably help me most. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, the, that's, again, coming from a guy that was at a highest level of professional athlete. They learn to deal with, again, the pressures, the money, the expectations, et cetera, et cetera. And to have somebody like that's almost invaluable. Cause yeah, again, Van's a great riding coach, but Van has not had that kind of pressure that your dad had. So that the mental side is super important. Then I like, I'm glad that you have him there. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like Van, Van on the riding side knows the ins and outs. And then yeah. my dad with the whole mental thing, I think it's a really good combination. Well, Hayes, I appreciate you coming on. I'm definitely going to hit up Van in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to try to get my butt down there. I'm going to have a lot more free time here in about two weeks to go to actual tracks and go do some riding, which I haven't done in a long time. And I want to come down there. For sure. Without a doubt. We'd love to have you. You promise not to make fun of me because I'm slow as shit? No, you, no make fun <laughs> of him for being not. slow as shit. No, you, can make, you can make fun of me because I'll probably make fun of you anyway. So right, yeah, that's the thing good. is he'll 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 suck and then still trying talk to find shit. still yeah talk still trash. Talk shit. well yeah I mean that's <laughs> dude come on Hayes when you're out with your buddies is that not the best talking trash? No, it is absolutely absolutely I, I make fun of Scotty 100%. constantly. Uh, here, let me tell you a story. So at the beginning of the show, we were talking about big news that happened this week in Moto. Yep. Did you hear? Did you, how much do you follow the sport on the pro side? Do you really pay attention? On you, I do. So, do you know what Ken, the Ken Roxon announcement from this week? The World Supercross deal? Thank you. Well, my co-host here, who is media, didn't know. He never heard about it. Why didn't you hear about it? Well, I mean, I don't really look at Twitter. I don't have Twitter, and I don't have, you know, I don't look at the magazines. And I'm like, how the hell are you media then? I was like, why do you not have a Twitter? That's where all the news is. And he's like, well, I despise Twitter. Okay, <laughs> why do you despise Twitter? I don't know. What kind of answer is that, Hayes? You're an <laughs> no, idiot. My dad despises. My dad doesn't like Twitter either. To be but 
I understand. I don't know that, why, but, but I, I feel like I feel like if you are in media, yeah, I'm, you should. I, I'm barely right? in media. Yes, but if you asked your I'm a dad, co-host. if you asked your dad, why do you not like Twitter? Do you think he would have an answer, or he would say, "I don't know." I feel like he might have an answer. I would hope so. I mean, you got to have a reason when you despise something. Yeah, true. true. Thank That's, you. See, hey, yeah. hey, do you want a job as a co-host? <laughs> For yeah, me, just doesn't work out, man. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least he knows what's going on. Do you know the news about me? My news that got announced Sunday. Oh yeah, C- congrats on the vital. Boom! Scotty <laughs> didn't know. They, they, they literally made a song because of this. Okay, like I, I'm not supposed to know. It's, it's Scotty is one of my buddies, and he's the co-host of the show, and he did not know. You could have been like, hey, uh, guess what? No, Big news. I didn't want to tell you because I knew you'd come in here and not know. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Man, you Thank might you, be Hayes. out of a job here in a few days. Yeah, yeah Hayes, I know. I might be sending you a job proposal <laughs> But very also, soon. if I had known, then this wouldn't be the... the, the a good whatever. topic yeah, of conversation. Exactly. Fair point. True. Fair point. True. <laughs> Hayes, man, it's been a well, lot of fun I, talking to you, dude. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. We will stay in touch. I'm going to come down there and try to roost you probably when you're... Park talking to Van, but I will get. I will roost you either way, and you will go by me so fast that you won't even know that I was there. All right, sounds good. Thanks, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I, I always watch the Racer TV the, most days of the Red, so I'll keep an eye out for you, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, Hayes. Sounds it was good. great Thank talking you. to you, man. You too. All right, see you, buddy. That's Hayes Edwards. I didn't write his Instagram down. I, I'm sure you can just. It's actually kind of hard to Yeah, find. it's like H and a number. It yeah. does, but if you search Hayes Edwards, it does come up. But it's like H4. Yeah. Maybe it's number. H4Y5. Anyway. So, yeah, Hayes seems like he's going to be a, he's a cool kid. That was fun. I like that he kind of made fun of you a little bit. I mean, under your prompt. It doesn't matter. I enjoyed it. So, Hayes might be my H- favorite amateur. H4YE5. There you go. 45 in the number. Yeah. Yeah. Hayes might be my favorite amateur right now. I'm going to text Tornado. I'm going to text Van here in a minute. That is a goal of mine with this new vital thing is I'm like starting to go to some tracks. Yeah. Dude, I am going to go ride during the week. My buddy Steve, who has the track over here in White Oak, I like, I said, start getting the thing ready because I'm going to try to ride two or three days a week and I'm going to get my butt in shape and I'm going to get better. As soon as I get some parts, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm waiting on some parts too. Actually, I got to give a shout out again to TJ. He helped me with some issues with my four stroke, I put the 450 back together, the 06, and it had this massive, massive backfire. And he kind of helped me with the I mean, air yeah, mixture. Yeah, it's an 06 Honda, bro. Huh? <laughs> it's an 06 Honda. Yeah, but that bike's one of the best Hondas ever made. I, mean, that's I love true. that bike. But he helped me. It was fuel, fuel mixture screw. Apparently, it was turned all the way in. Don't know how that happened. But, you know, TJ's good with that stuff. So I was the idiot. That's what she said. That's what Wrong she button. said. Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. I kind of was. Thanks to TJ for not being an idiot in one circumstance and helping me get the 06 <laughs> ready. I ordered some some parts he said I needed to to clean up the carb a little bit. That bike should be back together. The YZ250 forks are supposed to be back around the 11th or the suspension. I should be able to put that whole thing back together. Had that bike. Dude, I'm excited. Just a whole new world for you, man. Dude, it is. I might have to get a bigger trailer. I got to build a shop. I think I, I don't know if I talked about that on the show. Lots of stuff going on. Big news. The next big breaking news story, I would tell you now, but I don't want Scotty to know about it. So we'll tell you guys off the air and he'll never learn. Oh, my God. We'll be right back with Alessio Sasso.
say so. Say so. If you say so. If you say so. <laughs> we'll find out. We're so I apologize. We're so <laughs> Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot... Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers. From the Evolution DST to the light race wear to the kinetic lines, they have a gear line to fit your needs. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Carson Mumford, and the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. Don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new Zone Pro goggle worn by Justin Brayton, Shane McElrath, Max Anstey, and Joey Sabachi. Again, visit your local shop and support your WPS rep today. Check out flyracing.com for all they offer. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. All right, next up tonight, brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps's goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. With products like the industry standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Customized Master Cylinder Covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Check out with promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save. Tonight, Works Connection brings us privateer Alessio Sasso. What's up, Alessio? Not much. What's going on with you guys? Man, we're just sitting here. We talked to Joe Shimoda a little while ago. We just got done talking to Hayes Edwards. He's an amateur out of Texas. And now we're talking to a new guy, man. We've I don't know anything about you, Alessio, other than you worked with uh, Tim Ferry. I guess you still work with Tim Ferry. Yep, correct. I've um, This is my second year training with Timmy. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been going good so far. What are you learning from red dog? I don't know if you listen to these podcasts like Pulp MX, but Steve Mathis of Pulp MX, I mean, is a, like, he worships Timmy. Timmy's a legend. What are you learning from Timmy? Like what's the best, the best thing you learned from him? 
I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot I'm learning from Timmy. A lot of it's, um, like on the bike training, but also off the bike, just listening to some of his stories. And, um, even just today, like he was, um, he was just telling me, like teaching me how to kind of control my, um, my, my own head. Mm, um, that's a big part, dude. It is. It's, it's honestly, this sport is more mental to me than it is, um, anything else. Um, but yeah, uh, he's just, he's, he's taught me a lot and, um, I just, I've meshed good with, uh, with Timmy and the whole crew. So yeah, I'm going good. So you, I had this question wrote down and you kind of just touched on it. So the three things, maybe the three most important things in training and prep preparing to be a professional motocross rider, riding, right? Technique, skill, yep. uh, diet, off the track stuff like diet and training. And then third, the mental side, what, just what is your podium? What's first, what's most important. And then second and third of those three things. Um, honestly, I think me personally, the most important thing is mental, um, mm-hmm. because just, just these last two races that I've done at, uh, Red Bud and High Point, um, just with qualifying, like, I think the main reason why I've been struggling in it is because I've been just not been in the right, right mindset. You know, I've been more like, I've been putting too much pressure on myself, mm-hmm. um, and just not, not riding like, like I know how I can ride during the week. Um, and it just, it's just been messing me up. So yeah. And then diet, it's, it's hard like diet is also such a big, a big part of it, especially knowing like what foods you got to eat and, uh, what foods you're allergic to. Like I'm, I can't eat gluten and, uh, oh, wow. dairy or eggs, which most foods are made up of those three things. So. I don't know how you survive. Yeah, I'm out. I'm already out. Don't come to my restaurant that I work at. <laughs> yeah. I'm already out. dude. <laughs> I'm like, out. I yeah, have to have my ice cream and I got to have my bacon and eggs. I'm you're, you just made me miserable. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, growing up, my dad's from Italy. And so we eat pasta almost every night. Yeah. Um, and that's, it tastes good. But when I'm out on the track, it's, it doesn't help, um, at all. So, Yeah. I say all the time, like when I talk to some of these guys that, you know, especially at the top level that are so strict, I'm like, dude, there's no way. If I had all the talent in the world, I do not think I could give up my steaks and my ice cream and my Captain Crunch. I just don't think I could do it. Uh, that's like my addiction and I would be miserable. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Scotty. Oh, so I just kind of off of, off of this. So you're, are you, you're driving yourself to the, to the races, correct? No, so I actually have um, one of the kids that I train with. He he's driving to the rounds, um, so I'm able to give my bike to him and um, kind of fly back and forth oh, during okay. the week, so I can train. Because I was going to say, like having to travel, it's got to be with a specific diet like that, no gluten. It's it's got to be tough. Like, because I mean, when you're driving on the road or in those areas, finding things, a restaurant that yeah, can yeah, meet exactly. those needs, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah, it's tough. Alessio, I want to touch on um, the races you just talked about. You do, you went to Redbud and High Point. Yep. So, what were some things that you were most surprised about? And I also want to talk about you talked about the mental side, like trying to get prepared, get out of your own head. Uh, our co-host, who's not here tonight, his son Doc Smith has been. He started out at Lakewood, so he's done three now, I think. And you know, he's trying to qualify, he's trying to get in. And he's a guy that when he goes out, he is not good at the gate drops and go put in a fast lap for qualifying. Like you, go, you know, he builds into it. It takes him a long time. 
And that really does not work at this level. You have to go now, lap one, go, put a hot lap in. Is that hard for you or is that not really the issue at all? Um, that's actually, it is a, uh, kind of an issue for me. I've, we've worked on it the last couple of weeks and I've gotten better with it, but just going out to like high point, I've never, never been to that track in my life. I'm from mm-hmm. California. We don't even have really rutted tracks like that. Right. And so I got, I got one free lap rolling the track and then I had to go pretty much set the fastest lap time of my life. Yep. Um, try and qualify. And it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, Redbud was a little bit better cause I kind of understood um like what what i needed to do and kind of go through the motions but it's still like it's really difficult and i think you got to have a lot of trust in yourself um to be able to go out and just go for it you know yeah you're right like lakewood i was technically supposed to be his wrench i I don't think i would give myself credit of being a mechanic because I suck. Couldn't, couldn't I couldn't get the whole shot device set, dude. I could not get the bike compressed, and none of that matters, Scotty. The point is, the first quali- the first qualifier at Lakewood, it was really ruddy and really messy, and then they fixed the track, and it was the best it had been all day. And I was like, Doc, you got to go and just go. You have to put a fast lap in. They took most of the ruts out, and he he still struggled. And I was like, I I don't know, like I don't know how you flip that switch and just learn, all right, I'm, I'm putting everything on the table for this one lap. Like, I don't think I'd be good at that either. And that's, it kind of sucks that you guys don't get more time. Yeah. I was, I was talking about it, um, the other day with my dad and, um, the guy that helps me out, um, at the races over the weekend. It, I mean, it, it benefit a lot, mostly, I guess the B guys that, um, that aren't as good as the top guys to just, to have either an extra 20 minutes to, to, of just free practice to get to know the track, you know, it it would um it would help us out a whole lot, but yeah, unfortunately, can't really do that. Or so. even some time Friday afternoon, you know, like give them give you even the tracks not even if the tracks not prepped the same, like just getting the layout and getting comfortable. It you know, it feels like there's more they could do, but I mean I know there's reasons for everything. Let me ask you yeah. this, man. Um, okay, you qualified 45th at High Point, and then you crashed. And, yep. and then at Red Bud, crash in the LCQ. Why, why are we crashing, dude? Just again, just mentally, I'm kind of. I think pushing myself to to be, to making these mistakes. Um, I'm worried about just going as fast as I can and yeah. just throwing all technique out the window. Which I'm more, I'm more of a technical rider. Um, that's that's kind of how how I've always been. Sure. Um, and, and so when I try to just go as fast as I can, I tend to go much slower and make mistakes. <laughs> right. Almost so I think that's the reason why, I mean, I could be wrong. It, it could be complete, completely other than that. But, um, I think, I think that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Cause if you look at like, okay, so at high point you qualified 45th, but you went down in the first turn, right. And then you got all the way back to 10th. So I feel like just looking at these positions and some of the lap times, like your your speed seems like it's pretty damn close to getting in. It's just like you said, a few of those little mental things. If you could figure out how to get over the mental things, it seems like your speed is there. And what your buddy told me, what uh, Jason Henniger is that how you say his last name? Uh, I believe it's Henniger. Yeah, Henniger. Okay, he he's the one that reached out to me about you. He's kind of been helping you out a little bit, I think. But he said you're probably doing six rounds, so you've done two. Gives you four yep. more to figure it out. 
like just yeah. looking at your numbers, it kind of looks like you're probably going to get there if you can figure that mental side out. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I can get it done at Southwick. I'm not. I'm not going to jinx myself and get my my hopes up, but um, I do like. Um, I mean, I've never been to Southwick, but I do like riding in the sand, and okay. I feel like that might suit me a little bit better. I again, I'm going to have to go all out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think um sooner or later as long as i don't give up i think i'll make it yeah i don't know if it's the same guys i'm sure it's pretty close to the same guys every week that are kind of in your qualifying session like you kind of need to figure out who the guy is that's right there getting in every week and maybe latch on to them and for a lap or two and just like all right i'm following and i'm going yeah well it's it's a little bit difficult with that just because normally the guys that are qualifying out of that practice are getting put into the a practice yeah so there's um i think now it's been different guys every uh both rounds so um but yeah i think if i could latch on to someone that i know is going faster than me i think that might um that could probably help me out all right well how about this so i know jordan jarvis pretty well and she's always right there other than this last week i don't know what happened at redbud but she's usually right there on the brink of the lc of top four like Latch onto her, dude. I mean, yeah. Well, so at high point, um, I was I was actually a little bit slower than her. Um, but then this past weekend at Redbud, I think I was. I mean, I don't want to like throw anybody in the bus. I'm not trying to compare myself. She was off was, the pace. I don't know if something yeah, happened or what. But she, yeah. Um, but I could. I mean, I could. I think I could try and maybe get behind her or someone, someone else like that. Um, but I've never. I've never really like gotten behind someone and tried to chase them. Right. Um, so it's not really your thing, huh? <laughs> not really. I like if possible, I'd like a clear track and just, that's fine. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about anyway. I'm super slow. Alessio. So yeah, don't listen to me. <laughs> no, it's good. Everyone, everyone's got their own, their own, uh, style and yeah. technique. I always hated it when I was like scared to jump something. It was like, follow me off of it. I was like, no, that doesn't make me less scared. It makes me more scared. What if you fucking crash? Yeah, that's actually how I used to be on on eighty fives. I used to um, so I used to train with Joe actually for, I think it was like four or five years. Oh, okay. Um, back, and uh, I would either I would either have to follow him off a jump or <laughs> one of the other trainers off the jump just so I could do him. So yeah, that's funny. That's how I am. I I I love following somebody over a jump, Not and then I'm like, oh, that was that was easy. Nah, I just jump off to the side and jump farther and farther every time until i fig- figured out <laughs> that's the worst though when you when yep. you, you wait all day to hit a jump and then you finally hit it and you're like man that was so easy no, like, what the oh. worst is is when you wait all day to do it and then you don't do it and you go home and it eats at you for like a week yeah. and yeah. that's that's happened to me a bunch especially the older i get i just am not quite comfortable anymore pulling the trigger on things and then it eats me up i'm like i know i could have done it i know i could have done it yes yeah, so that that's the worst yeah. If you finally pull the trigger, even if it's at the end of the day, at least you pulled the damn trigger. Okay, here's a story. So you're going to Millville in two weeks. Yeah, I'm actually. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. No, yeah, you're right. I was. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> well, I've raced amateur day there before the national and the day after twice. It was a couple years ago. Never ever pulled the trigger on the Chattapult. and I literally did the uphill triple, both the uphill triples, but would not pull the trigger on the Chattapult. and the Chattapults way easier than the triples. I just couldn't get it out of my head. I just could not do it. And like, uh, that's years ago, dude. And it eats at me every time I think about that track. Yeah. It's, 
I, yeah. I, I'll never get past it. And I doubt I'll ever go up there and race again. So it's going to, it's going to go to my grave probably with me. Uh, and that sucks. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll eat at you enough that you'll just, just go for it one day. Well, I'll be there this weekend or in two weeks for media stuff. Maybe I'll come by your pit and like, let me borrow that bike real quick. I'm going to go, I'm going to go out. I'll race your KTM bike. Real quick. You let me race your bike on amateur day Friday. How's that sound? You good? Yeah. You crash a lot. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Last yeah. time I borrowed go ask, somebody. Go ask Damon Bradshaw. Yeah. Last time I borrowed a bike, I destroyed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Not then. No, yeah. no, no. Four. Yeah. Four <laughs> ribs broken, punctured lung, destroyed Damon Bradshaw's YZ 450. Yeah. It was not. Yep. Yeah. You, do, you don't want me on your bike. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you you've had a couple people on our YouTube chat coming that uh, they're obviously watching this because of you. So it, show, it cool. shows that you have some support. Just kind of talk about what it takes and the the help that you need and have around you to to get to these races and how and how much that means to you. And I apologize yeah. for the bad language. If any of your family <laughs> or friends, I sorry. I tried not to throw f bombs, but I know I did a minute ago. <laughs> Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, I, it, it takes a team of people and I've been very fortunate to, um, to have a, a good group of people around me and my mechanic or my, uh, my roommate, um, used to be a mechanic for Bradley Taft. And so he knows, he knows what he's doing and he, whenever I need help, um, whether it's framing a bike or doing anything like that, he'll, he'll tell me what I need to do. And, um, my mechanic, Jason out at the races, just, he's always, giving me that mental support and motivating me to, to go out there and do what I can. And yeah, it's just, it's, it takes a team. Absolutely. So. You just mentioned framing a bike. So are you a guy that can pretty much do all the maintenance that you need to do for the most part? Oh, uh, for the most part. Yeah. I've, um, I've actually this last time between high point and red bud, I pretty much framed my bike all on my own. Um, which was, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't do that. I can do it. I don't know if I can get it back together though. <laughs> yeah. That's where, that's where my, uh, my roommate comes in. Play where he helps me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Since you're, you're doing a lot of your own work, when you change your oil, okay. On your motorcycle, yeah. what is the most oh important God. thing to do? You act like I don't know that that was the most important Just thing to do. Just let him answer, Scotty. Mm. So here's the process. Here's the process of draining it, right? Probably yeah. take probably take your your cap, your your drain cap, or not your uh your the drain plug the the cap for the fill hole. See, you can't, you, you're trying to roast up, me, and Scotty. you can't even say it shut right, up, Scotty. And you you drop the drain bolt, and you let the oil drain yep. out. Once that happens, what's the most important thing to do? Oh, to put it back on. Exactly, Scotty. I did that. I put it back on. Yeah, you you sort of did. You just didn't tighten it. Scotty recently blew up his bike because he didn't tighten his drain plug. So I like to make fun of him for that. I actually almost did that once. That um, <laughs> I was out at Skytop and <laughs> I was in my, I was doing my up and uh, my bike was getting slower and like starting to get loud. And I was like, dude, this this bike's blown up. Like I don't know what's going on. And so I pull off the track and go over to Timmy. I was like, dude, this thing's blown up. He's like, you've got like oil everywhere. And um, yeah, it just I guess it fell right out. So wow. It, that's what I did. I had it. I had it hand tightened, and then I got a phone call. Came back and never put the ratchet to it. So I rode like twenty minutes, and it was fine. That's and because you had blood lubricants in there. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's awesome. But, Who are some of your sponsors that are helping you out? That really help you get. I mean, whether it help you get to the races or just make things easier on you. 
Um, so my number one supporters are obviously mom and dad. And, yep. um, I have RJ Huss who, who helps me with the practice bike and, uh, the future MX team. Um, uh, Timmy with my training and, uh, Jason helping me with my bikes during the week, weekend and, and stuff like that. And that's, um, that's pretty much it. Step up MX with graphics and, um, yeah. Okay. Do you listen to any podcasts at all? Uh, a little bit occasionally, um, not too often. So um, I was, I was just going to ask you to talk to Timmy about Steve Mathis, who was his mechanic at one time, does the Pulp Mech show. I bet Timmy yeah. had some really good stories on Steve being a wrench for him. There'll probably be some good stories there. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I have heard, um, a little bit about that and I've seen, I've seen Timmy and, and Steve go, um, repost each other's stuff on, on yeah. Instagram and stuff like that. So. A lot of good stuff there. Uh, yeah, well, man, I really am thankful you came on here. It's been kind of cool to get a chance to know you just a little bit. And I will definitely search you out at Millville because I'd love to see say hi to you face-to-face, and we'll we'll do an interview there. Well, sweet. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, before I let you go, so we mentioned we mentioned me crashing Damon's bike and all. I have some audio. Check. I want you to hear this. This is what it sounded like after a punctured lung on Damon's bike. <laughs> just you might You might laugh at this. All right. Oh shit! That's Damon Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. That's not. I thought that was <laughs> Can't the breathing. Fucking believe I did that. It's not even the audio I wanted to play. But I, I have audio where and Steve. Go plays, listen to Paul Bacon. Yeah, there every Steve episode. has it where I, when I was trying to catch my breath right when I crashed with the punctured lung, and it sounds like I'm dying, and everybody thinks it's funny, but apparently I don't have that loaded onto the board anymore. So that was that just fell flat, Alessio. I'm sorry. That's actually really funny that you um that you played that because on our way back from high point, um, Jason, we call him chip. He, yeah. um, he, he mentioned me, he mentioned that to me about it and, um, uh, and actually played that clip. Oh, okay. So you've heard yeah. me sound like I'm dying. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard it before. Perfect. Yep. Never mind then. Yeah. So again, lesson learned. Don't let anybody borrow your bike. Yeah. <laughs> and don't let me work on it. Yeah, don't let Scotty work on it. Yeah. <laughs> don't even right. don't even look at it. <laughs> All right, Alessio, man. This has been fun getting to know you. Thank you. And I look forward to meeting you in a couple of weeks, man. Sweet. Sounds good. Thank you guys. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, Alessio Sasso. Dude, that was fun. He was a good kid. I guess it makes it kind of a, a, a ironic that I'm wearing a bolt shirt today. Oh, because your bolt fell out? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was fun, uh, man. This is a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a good show. I made fun of you well, a little bit. I made fun of myself a little Vital, bit. Vital's not picking this up, bro. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they might They're not, be but like, I'm, uh, I'm employed. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's jump back into Redbud for just... You know what? Let's take our last commercial break. Do we? I think we have another one. Yeah, one more commercial break real quick. We'll jump into Redbud and we'll wrap this thing up. Be right back. Are you tired of your bike looking stock? Have you had enough of arm pump from inferior handlebars? Are you sick of losing the race on the last lap because you can't hold on to your old, worn-out grips? If you've had any of these things happen, you don't have to be the laughingstock of your Moto Group anymore. Today, the Moto X-Pod Show is here with the solution of all your problems. Torque One Racing. Torque One is an organization founded by individuals with passion above and beyond for the racing industry. Their mission is to provide high-quality, economical performance parts for your dirt bike, quad, and street bike. 
From the attack handlebar, defy lock-on grips, vengeance levers, and more, their products are made to the highest of quality, the lightest in weight, and most importantly, affordability to their customers. They bring passion, commitment, energy, focus, enthusiasm, and ambition to their products, and most of all, they are an experienced organization that has come together from other organizations to bring you the best of the best. Visit them at TorqueOneRacing.com, that's T-O-R-C-1 Racing.com, and be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. All right, thanks for everybody for sticking with us. That's our last commercial break of the night. We can touch on Red Bud just a little bit more. We kind of already talked about Joe and Hunter with, with Joe, but the 450 class, Eli gets another overall. Mm-hmm. Chase... Chase is right there, second, 2-2, I think. I think he went second overall. Off the pace maybe a little bit, but the way he, he's being more patient lately is what I'm seeing from him. Like, he's not just blasting in there to pass Kenny. Like, I feel like he's very comfortable. I feel like he can ride the same speed consistently with Eli. The starts or the, the little mistakes, the little crashes have kind of held him back. I'm not counting Chase out of this thing yet. Some people are starting to go, all right, Eli's figured out the starts. He's winning. He's going to Southwick this week. Like, he's hard to beat at Southwick. And they're just like, all right, already crowning Eli. I mean. I don't, it, I don't think we're there yet. It's, it, it's very easy to jump on that bandwagon, and I probably would jump on it myself. Um, I just, what I want to see, and it may not happen at Southwick, I think Tomac obviously is known to be dominant there. And I think that he is going to have another good weekend. Most likely a 1-1 would not be. Out of the question. How was that? The hell, hell opened up over here and sucked my phone into it. Um, but anyway, so I think I think that potential for him to go one one is very good at Southwick. But I think what I want to see is I want to see Sexton pull a whole shot and then mm-hmm. Tomac start in second behind him and just let him go. Okay. I think if Tomac gets in front, I don't know if Sexton. Will necessarily? I don't. He may pass him. Sometimes he has the raw oh, speed to do it. Think, I, but I, 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 I just want to see think them. Sexton's fast enough to pass him. Maybe not at South. Well, not at Southwick. But maybe not at Southwick. I want to see them. Just I'm, I'm ready to see the the just the knockdown drag out battles. I think they're coming and they're going to be really good. Oh, I definitely think they're coming. What about Jason Anderson, dude? I think this, both motos like crash in the first turn or very early. Not the first turn, but the first part of the race. And then come from the back. Like, he's so... I, I didn't look at the lap times to see where they compared to the top three. But if Jason could just get over these freaking crashes and little things, and it's not always his fault what happens, but, like, it's just the whole season. Supercross out there. Yeah, I about to like say, it's kind little, of been a mirroring image of what happened gosh, to Supercross, if man. not even worse. Yeah, it's it's got to be kind of getting frustrating for him. But, but, <laughs> I think he's so fast. <laughs> I really think, I really think like the guy, if he could figure out these little things, like he could run with those guys. He should be on the podium. Yeah. I, you know, and he'll, and he'll have some rounds where he's there and he'll be a part of the conversation, but I just, you got to start there to finish there. It's driving me crazy. How about Joey Sabachi? Yeah. That's on the field. That is a big uh, story right there. The best I've seen him in a long time. Like what years? Yeah, what what does that do for him next year? You know, it's he's someone's gonna have to pick him up. I mean, Gosh, if he's riding if he, like that, yeah, if he could, if he stays consistently getting better and doing even just doing what he's doing, 
Absolutely, he deserves a spot. Deserves a spot, but there really aren't any spots. You got Jay Coop moving up, or not? Uh, never mind. I take that back. He, he may not be moving up, but there's guys that need to move up. Colt Nichols, I think, has to move up. There's some other guys that are probably about time to move up. Where does he go? Yeah, I'm sorry. Our chat got disconnected. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think I think he deserves something, but I don't know if there is anything available that, yeah. at that level. I mean, yeah, there might be another type, like a HEP type spot or well, it, a AEO spot, but he. I mean, if Kenny's going to firepower, that's just for world. It's just for that. It's not just for world, man. And he'll be Supercross only for Factory Honda next okay. year. Now, okay, that might mean there's a spot for outdoors. Yeah. But Joey wants to ride Supercross. He doesn't want to be like, oh, you're just an outdoor guy for Honda. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he would take that deal. I no, mean, you're right. So I don't know where he goes. But, yeah, he's very, very impressive. It, I think we all know, if you listen to some of his interviews, he's struggled with the mental side and dealing with injuries and all that. I feel like he's starting to kind of turn things around. I think if you if you had put the odds of – him staying in that podium position in the first moto, I think most people would say that he would have fallen yeah. probably outside of the top five. Sure. He, 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 With rocks in a dungeon behind yeah, him, he of hung, course. And he hung in there pretty, yeah. pretty strong. So you earlier you had said something about how you didn't think it was heat or fatigue that got rocks in. What do you, what do you think it was? Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I just I, – I, I say that because it wasn't that hot there. I want to say I looked in the – on the weather on it's, Saturday morning, it was like seventy-five or like eighty-five degrees. That's not hot. It's just it just sucks because you see you, you know he's training in Florida. The twenty minutes of that race is him and Eli, and then all of a sudden he's like he went to like what? What did he drop back to seventh, sixth? I don't even know where he ended up. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I mean know. it's just it's in Moto Two. You're just, talking about it's just it's. I'm not hating on the guy. It yeah. Just sucks to see that because he has the speed and and it's just I feel for him. You know. I mean, yeah, obviously, oh, you know what? I, okay, I just remembered. He was sick going into Red Bull. Okay. I talked to Chiz last night, by the way, Vital MX. That interview might be up now or to be up tomorrow. I interviewed, I talked to Chiz and we just sort of did a Red Bud recap from Chiz on the couch. And he did tell me that Kenny was sick going into Red Bud and not, and he didn't ride hardly at all going into that week. I just, just remember that. So he said that, Kenny said that on the podium, but I didn't listen to the podium interview. So I don't remember that. Anyway. That may be the issue. He was just sick in general, not heat exhausted. Don't know why I forgot that. So that could answer that. We'll see. Southwick now will be humid. Southwick will be hot. And Southwick is sandy. It's going to be rough. So I think that's going to be a, a big test for Kenny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be. It's the, it's getting to the dog days of the summer, and it's hard dog to tell. Days. What, dog hard to days. Dog days sunrise. I hope that this is still streaming because it's your internet's not working. Um. No, you're right. The Wi-Fi went down. Well, yeah, that sucks. I, I hope it's still going. Um, oh, yeah, yeah Wi-Fi's down it, completely. So if it you guys... Re- it reloaded. No, Wi-Fi's off. Nope, there it is. Just came okay. back on. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this in post and you were on YouTube, yeah, I guess the Wi-Fi went down for a minute. I don't know what that's about. That's never yeah. happened here other than in storms. Okay, last guy. Ty Masterpool. Yeah, he was on a, he was on a stock... Well, not a stock bike, a but used. a used bike. Where'd you hear that news? Uh, I saw it on Instagram. Oh, okay. I actually saw it from, from Chase sent it to me. Oh, uh, okay. I was wondering if you heard Weed say it on TV because Weed's mentioned no, it. No, but I heard I heard Weed, I heard them talk about how Barsha qualified 15th and was in third like 14 times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I was just, I was giving myself a pat on the back because I sent 
I sent that info to Weege. He didn't know that Ty we, was. We know, Dark Side, we know you're cool, man. We hey, know. It's not about being cool. It's about being. We know you're in the. It's you're, about you're in. being we know. legit. You, media you're legit. And making we know. sure that the TV guys, Jason Wygant, knows what's going on. You're, you're legit. I don't know. TJ's an idiot. We, we got it. <laughs> Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Fair enough. Uh, anything else? I want to eat dinner. Yeah, is, I don't know. You can, is there anything else you want to make fun of me about? Nothing I can think of right now. Yeah. I mean, you, you've worn the same hat for like three weeks in a row. I like the hat. It's a good hat. Cherry's USA. I, when I get a hat, that's my hat. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't been wearing hats. It's too hot. I'm always hot. And when I put a hat on, I feel like I'm 10 degrees hotter. My head Only, sweats. Yeah, if I'm not at work, I'm wearing a hat. I almost never do. As you can see, my hair's jacked. Yeah, I well, you have... You're 15 years older than me and have a better hairline than I do, so I wear a hat. I'm a good-looking dude. I, I heard what you're trying to say. That's I, not I what I said. I said. I said hairline. I think everybody heard that. A Cherubis USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky, Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, and Grill Your Ass Off. All sponsors of this very Moto X-Pod show. That'd be an interesting thing to see over the next few months. Some of these sponsors do not advertise on Vital. Some of those things may have to change. You may be, you may be uh, bridging the gap. You may putting people together, making well, things happen. I do know that one of our major sponsors said they were going to talk to Vital and try, or well, they're going to try to maybe do some advertising yeah. because they want to stay on board with us. That's big. That is big. That's awesome. We may be bringing money to Vital. I don't know. We I mean, that's a, that's why that's why they picked you up. Hey, I they have saw had a they, couple of our listeners say, "Man, I'm going to sign up for Vital, or I'm going to reopen my account." So there's at least two people that we may bring to the millions that already follow Vital. Yeah, that, that's was their it plan. Might be a million and two. This is their plan the whole time. They're they're like buying the stock before it goes public. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, Scotty. Appreciate it. Thanks to Joe Shimoda, Hayes Edwards, Alessio Sasso. Uh, we're out. There sh- will be a show next week, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think I don't have any guests lined up, but we'll we'll do a show next you week. T- I mean, you're, this is your full time job now. You'll figure it out. Uh, the Moto Expot show is not my full time job. Vital MX is my no, full time job. I said, oh, I didn't say that. I, oh, said, I was saying like being a mo- being a a, mogul. a media mogul, a mogul. A media moto mogul. Yeah, I had to figure out. I'm not sure what the process is to raise my ceilings. God, we well, we were out there measuring for a shot. Definitely measuring for a shot. That's coming. Hold this tape measure here. Missy. Hold the tape, yeah. <laughs> Hold the dummy in. Yeah. Hold the dummy in. All right, we're out. All right. <laughs>